Hello and welcome to another episode of Bento Pod. I'm your host, Zach, and this show is where we take a bite out of anime and then we keep biting and bite on through and finish our lunchbox and then realize, oh god, we ate the lunchbox. Quick, put the anime back on. We took a bite out of that now. We can't do anything with it. Joining me, as always, is our good friend of the show, Daniel. I want you to know I lied. About? Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Regular host, Rob. Hello. And then regular host of the show, Ty. Hi. Into the microphone, Ty. Oh, hello. That's probably better. Okay. Alright, that's it. Yeah, the thing. The thing, that's the thing. The thing that you do, yes. <laughs> I have no idea why I'm blushing so hard, but it's happening. Bento Pod to you. Podcast to you. Also, anime wa hitakuchi kabetemi yo. Fantastic. Excellent. You know, Ty, thank I'm you impre- for. I'm impressed that you can um translate Zach's bullshit every week. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely exactly what I say every single week. It's it's all pre-planned. We talk about it ahead of time. Make sure it's definitely correct. <laughs> okay, I don't know who you talk with. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> anyway, so what have you guys been up to? What's been happening, Rob? What have you been doing? Um. Well, uh, since <laughs> since last uh, recording, I am still on the Wow Cocaine bandwagon. And, um, okay. yep. <laughs> so that's been good. I was like, wait, you do cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just didn't even hear the wow bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been good. Just, uh, been watching some anime and, uh, wow, and some Netflix and nothing crazy, though. Just same old, same old cool. quarantine mm-hmm. stuff. Fair enough. And what have you been doing, Daniel, besides eating saladas into the microphone <laughs> just to really, to really hammer her how unprofessional this is becoming? <laughs> Look, look, if you didn't do that bullshit at the start, I wouldn't eat saladas, but you did, so I'm blaming you. That's my, um, that's my, um, excuse and I'm sticking to it. I haven't really been doing much. I've fallen into playing Total War 2, sorry, Total War Warhammer 2. Right. Um, and other than that, watching anime and God help me watching The Bachelor. What? The Bachelor? What's new on The Bachelor? Please tell us all about it. So first off, you can blame my girlfriend for that one. <laughs> and secondly, turns out... Wait a turns out that a lot of... Girlfriend? <laughs> Nani? <laughs> Nani the fuck? <laughs> so it's gone from a girl who is a friend to got a friend though. Nani? <laughs> She's in fact, I believe, senpai, but whatever. <laughs> I see you're into that stuff. <laughs> um, no, no, go on, go on. <laughs> also, The Bachelor, they're, uh, they're just horrible people. Just. I mean, just, they're on The Bachelor. Like. Oh, I was, co- I was so confused. I'm like. Who's the one? <laughs> so, to give you just a quick snapshot, The Bachelor Vichia is a guy who was on Survivor and who runs Bali Tours. Mm-hmm. And one girl on there 
hates barley. Nice. Fair enough. And believes that she is the only one for Loki. Because, well, obviously, she looks like this and the others look like that. Oh my god. Right. Okay, h- hold on, Daniel. Have you seen... Have you seen the one where the redhead... Okay, so, disclaimer, That's... I watch Friendly Geordies, and he did a really great cover of something, and it involved a redhead being like, I'm the only redhead here, therefore I'm going to win, and then crying about being a redhead in the next shot. Have you seen that? That would be <laughs> Zoe. And yes, that was the first night. Oh, no. Good grief. Um... Yeah, she's a whole lot. There's also Ariva or Ariba, and I can never remember which what her name is. Ariva. Um, but she is self-proclaimed very independent and um very much in charge. A total boss. Which, well, which translates into real life as an absolute bitch and a bully. Like, as in, y'all must bow down to me because I'm just so much better than you all. Yeah. It's right. yeah. every time she comes on, it's just more cringe and complete utter self awareness. Fair enough. Well, sorry, lack Sounds... of self awareness. I'm curious to know what she does that. But you know. Well, let me put it, let me put it this way. Um, she believes that only she should get roses, despite there being like 15 other people. How many roses are there? <laughs> Rob, you know what the format of a bachelor is like, yeah? Yeah, no, I'm just pretending that, you know, there's oh. a discrepancy. Like, there's 15 contestants, but only two roses, and the show ends after two episodes. That'd be good. In, I think in, that'd in, really help things In Ariba's mind, that's exactly how it's supposed to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, how many episodes are there? And how many roses are there? Like, how long does it take, then? It, it takes... Weeks. Yeah, Weeks. It, it takes, like... Well, let me do this way. First night, they eliminated two. Second row ceremony, they eliminated two as well. And there's still something like 15 or 16 left. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I guess too many people. Something like this ages ago. But it's just, I don't know anymore. Yeah. It's, That's too many people, though. It's just, it's too much. We don't need that stuff. It takes too long, yeah. The worst part is, you know who's going away by the amount of time they spend editing. Oh, like, no. yep. First yep. night, uh, right. first okay. night, someone comes in and they give her a full audio package, a full like special effects. You know, it's like, uh huh. So you're going to be around for a while. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just to lure you into a false sense of security. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Why do they not give her the ropes? <laughs> I mean, the yeah, one that would be fantastic. no screen time whatsoever actually ends up winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you forget Who that the they're there. Is this <laughs> I mean, literally, it is sometimes like I say, "Oh yeah, she's here." <laughs> but um, that's pretty funny. Like for example, first night, um, there was a lady who came up in a penguin suit. What? Uh, and then, mm-hmm. so you're saying she won? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it was like, but you know, everyone's pissed. Like, for example, the lady who hates Bali, Laura, uh, was just like, "Why the fuck is she wearing a penguin suit? She looks like that." And like, I'm in this fantastic princess gown, and he doesn't give a shit about me. Completely ignoring the fact that she spent like ten minutes shitting on Bali. Um, 
But then, you know, she whips rips off the um, penguin suit and there's like this nice, elegant black ball gown. It's like, cool. Second episode. No screen time whatsoever. <laughs> just like, okay. I mean, she like she's still there and she's still in, but it's just like, okay. But yeah, Bachelor's weird. And I, uh, yeah, no, look, my, and I blame like my it. girlfriend entirely because of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just... I'm glad that we got that Bachelor talk out of the way, because since I'm not working in the office, I can't talk to all my co-workers about their love of the Bachelor and me going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally not interested. <laughs> you get to do that now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> He's getting all of his work balls out of the way. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Fun. And what it's not even... bad. It's just I don't know. It just takes so long. It's just like oh my god. Just so tell me. Just, you you can see you have affinity with this girl. Just, just <laughs> get together already. But she may not be the one. What if she has a different opinion about that turtle over there, and that could change my whole perspective on everything. Yeah, Ty. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's like in Parks and Rec when um, uh, Ben has this thing about Leslie and, she's like, and he's like, I love that you have opinions on everything, even pockets. And I'm like, which fucking girl doesn't have opinions on pockets? <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that most women are pro-pocket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you even up to, Ty? What are you even doing? This week. Can you ask another person first? No, I've asked everybody else. Now I do it. Yeah, literally just you. Well, I've been actually cleaning a lot, which is really weird. Because, like, I'm oddly motivated this week, so I'm just like, hmm, gotta use this motivation before it runs out. Gotta use it before it runs out. <laughs> Clear out that cupboard that's been sitting there for years. So, like, what's in the cupboard? Let's clean it out. Yeah, essentially, out. we went through this whole um, office room, wardrobe thing. Mm-hmm. And we're like, ah, yes, bionicles that we haven't seen for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm like, that sort of stuff. Chocolate moles? I don't even know where we got that mm-hmm. from because I didn't buy any. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of weird stuff that we, we put in the wardrobe. We said, we'll deal with that later. And then later came. And it's been like three years, so we're like, okay, do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and what else have you been doing there? Have you been watching anything, playing anything, anything of an interest? How's your magic up going? He's retired. <laughs> He's retired. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> uh, uh, Magic Cup Jump is like you. Uh, you compete right. in Magic Cup jumping tournaments, see which Magic Cup can jump the highest. Yeah, and so that rank and level is based. Uh, that level is based on your rank. As you rank up, your Magic Cup can um, level up one more at a time. Mm-hmm. So every like, rank you go up by one, your Magic Cup levels up by one too. Mm-hmm. Like, Makes sense. Yeah, but you still have to gain the experience to get to that level. Yep. So as soon as it reaches max level, it tries to go through the league. Well, it does go through the league. And retires. So I have many a retired Magikarp. <laughs> and then one retarded Magikarp. So it's, it's oh, all no, no. ours all the way through. <laughs> no, no. There are many of those. <laughs> and once you retire oh, Magikarp, you cook them and eat them. It's quite simple, really. <laughs> well, are they Dude, going in the background you of your Have aquarium? you read the manga for Pokemon? They fucking do that. What? Yeah, I would expect nothing in it. They eat Pokemon, yeah. What? Because it's is way more violent. It's a yeah, car. Oh, there was one scene I loved it uh, where 
they I can't remember what it was, but they cut uh, Arbok in half. It's like the second chapter. Like, oh, was it? It's I like right remember. at the beginning, they cut the Arbok in half. And, and you see it's like flesh and bone, and we're like, holy fuck. What? Mm-hmm. I want to watch this yeah, first one. Where's this on TV? Well, they uh, actually... It's the manga. It's not... They, yeah. they, toned the, they toned it down to like, you know, kid levels. Mm-hmm. PG, PG. They and they made the main character just absolutely garbage. stupid. Well, there's a great. there's a higher like not really higher level, but there's a more manga accurate version called Pokemon Legends or Pokemon Classic. Oh, I can't remember. I've got exactly what it is, but it follows the story of Red in Kanto rather than Ash, and Red actually oh. knows what he's doing. <laughs> so Red's just could like, you imagine, huh. could you imagine that? The most surprising of all things. I know a main character who actually knows what's happening. I fucking hated that though. Like every time I watched it, it was just like, oh, new area. And then it's just like, oh, Mankey, what's that? Oh, like, you know, yeah. just that, what's that Pokemon? <laughs> Mankey, the monkey Pokemon. And it's like, you fucking have one! <laughs> <laughs> it's called Professor Oak, he'll give you a Mankey. <laughs> no, you you have one! He's looking after it! How did you forget your own Pokemon? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he came across a Pikachu and he'd be like, what's that? And Pikachu just looks at him like, really? <laughs> really? Dude, like... They alluded to that when, um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Lieutenant Surge? No. Okay. The, the other kid, he's like really into baseball. Ah, uh, that, that was that. Was um, yeah, there was a kid who well, he wanted to make his own gym. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, what's the guy's name? He had a Pikachu, but it had like a fringe, and it was really spiky. I don't remember his name. But Ash looked at this Pikachu and was like, what the fuck? And I was like, it's a fucking Pikachu, Ash. <laughs> you you know? have one! <laughs> <laughs> it was so like ah. yeah Pokemon's bad that's so good <laughs> well, Ash so is bad, bad. <laughs> my favourite part of the manga though is that Mewtwo has a gigantic spoon and oh, it's yeah. not really explained he just has a big spoon Mewtwo? I thought Alakazam had spoons yeah what do you mean yeah, yeah Alakazam has two spoons Mewtwo, and they're like regular sized spoon but oh. Mewtwo has a, a Mewtwo sized spoon that he carries yeah. around I remember this seeing images psychic, of that so. mm-hmm. makes sense yeah, but it's it's uh, the psychic, yeah, the psychic sort of demonstration. This is a psychic Pokemon. You're right, Ty. And it, but it was just like he's got a big spoon. He must be psychic. <laughs> Why what's with the big spoon, Mewtwo? And he's just like, mm. oh, and the fact that he always fucks up the the type advantages and disadvantages. And it's like, come on, Ash, you've been doing this since you were ten. I know you're still ten, but fuck. He's fourteen now. He's four years older, and he still doesn't know how to do type matchups. He's uh... so bad. Also, and then we saw that episode in Japan where he died, which was just like, what? What? Did you remember? Oh, when we were, last time we were in Japan, there was an episode where Ash died. And it was like, oh, okay, well, guess Ash is dead now. <laughs> we didn't watch the whole episode, so I'm guessing he came back. Um, just as, as an aside, with, uh, back with Mewtwo and his spoons, there's an explanation <laughs> for it. No. You really like cereal. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, Reddit. Damn it, that was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the comics it's explained that Mewtwo's basically developed a fighting star where the spoon is the ultimate weapon no. he uses it oh like a God, psych- is- he uses it like a psychic sword in one on one and when Red tries to send multiple Pokemon Mewtwo spins it to make a psychic tornado no, I get this that. This is like, amazing! That makes sense. But why a spoon? Oh, where dude, did it come dude, from? You watch Hunter x Hunter with me. They fucking use a fishing rod. <laughs> God uses a fishing rod. There, come on. There's a, there's a reason for spoons as well. 
It is stated in the manga that psychic types have a strong relationship with spoons, which in turn increase their mental capabilities. <laughs> since, since Mewtwo is, you know, the ultimate psyker, he uses the spoon as a weapon for attack and defense, as opposed to someone who, like Alakazam, who just holds them. Wait, Alakazam <laughs> just holds them? Holds them? Alakazam just holds the spoons until he mega evolves and he creates seven more spoons and they sit above his head to demonstrate, I have a crown of spoons. What the hell? Oh, look at him with his fancy crown of spoons. <laughs> it's just like around him. He just has them. It's like, yes, well done, Alakazam. We like your fancy spoon collection. Is this, this like, like a mom. Matrix reference or something? Like, you know, is there my is mom no spoon. Yeah, no, it's exactly that. It is exactly that, Rob. Literally? The the Matrix thing is more that that's what psychic or fake psychics used to do. They used to bend spoons with their minds. Yeah. And that's generally like the the, general idea of psychics is they do things with spoons. And it just is just the evolution of that where Kadabra has one spoon, so he evolves the other two spoons. Mewtwo has a giant spoon in the Matrix. There was no spoon. So... (laughs) Speaking of my spoons, did anyone else's mum collect spoons, like, from different places that they visited? And magnets and shit? No, but I know of somebody who did. Right. I'm pretty sure that you knew his mum, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny, because when we came to Australia, it was just like, oh, where's all the spoons? Fuck the spoons. Okay, then. (laughs) I've never heard of anyone collecting spoons from different places. Really? Yeah, it's like one like of the, magnets and stuff. It's like magnets or postcards. It's one of those things where you go into a shop in a random ass town in the middle of nowhere, and they've got some yeah. weird no, themed see, spoons. Ma- magnets and That's postcards exactly. and all that I've heard of, not specifically spoons. It doesn't surprise me, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's mm. a thing. It's no, a I, yeah, I've definitely heard of people collecting spoons. I didn't know anybody who did, and I always thought it was weird. Well. Well, I mean... I don't know. My, my parents travelled a lot, so maybe that's why, too. Maybe. And do they even use the spoons? Because no, normally... No, no. They were just collection spoons. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... you know how people have fancy china? <laughs> fancy yeah, china fancy and travel spoons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's fair enough. Well, what I've been doing this week is not a great deal. Uh, working and cleaning up the up the house. Yeah. And making sure it all looks nice. Zach, I think it's weird. I, I don't think anybody actually asked. <laughs> no, no one ever does. I just feel like interjecting sometimes. <laughs> just really got to push that home. <laughs> I mean, truly, do we care? Does anyone else really care? I care. No. I mean, basically what you do, I do. So. Yes. And what I do, you do. So mm. I'm sure they figured out from... From context? Context, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but I, ha- I haven't been playing any games. I haven't really been watching anything too crazy. But that does bring us to our next segment, which is animes that we've been watching that aren't the main topic. Can I just Ooh, say Have yes. you guys watched anything that's not yes. the main topic this week? Yes, I did. Dun, but, um, dun, dun. But Rob, what did you want to say? Oh, just, I'm really looking forward to Zach's rundown of Digimon. I have no investment <laughs> in the show whatsoever. But in terms of Zach's storytelling of this weird show, 100% invested. Can well, I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, Zach, do you want to go through um, <laughs> the extensive list? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, can get, we can get a little bit of that. So, Ty, what would, the, what would you say is the best thing we watched this week besides the main topic? Honestly, I don't even remember what we watched. Of course. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we continued to watch Millionaire Detective Balance oh, Unlimited. Yeah. Really? How <laughs> thought you guys hated that. Yeah. Oh, it, no. We did hate it, but we thought we'd give it another go because maybe the first episode is just not great. Maybe, Fair. you know, it's the, the it follows up from that and it gets better. Mm-hmm. 
And it does, but it's still not good. I think it just had a good episode. Mm. Like, we... He definitely cements the idea that he is definitely um, Japanese Iron Man as opposed to Japanese Batman. In that he's very reliant on, like, missiles and things like that. But he has access to missiles. <laughs> and he's still got his AI butler. <laughs> you might wonder, how does missiles come into context? <laughs> and the episode that we watched was that the main detective, whose name I do not remember... And the <laughs> millionaire detective, whose name I also don't remember. Oh yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> they have been sent away to go to, or well, they're about to be sent away to go to an international crime uh, solving exhibition. Mm-hmm. You know how that kind of thing goes, where you just got to go to a convention about solving crimes. And oh, yeah. on the way to go there, the main detective is on a train, he meets a young kid, and they're like, oh, I just failed my exams, everything's going badly, and I need to get uh, money to get my sister... An operation that she needs in America? No. That yeah. was later in the episode. Yeah, but that's essentially with summaries. <laughs> we know, Zach. <laughs> Goodness. That's not what happened. <laughs> that's, the, that's the crux of the situation, though. And it turns out the young kid is actually going to try and do a YouTube stream where... They call it CatchTube. CatchTube. Really it was a ChainTube. A ChainTube. ChainTube. And so he's going to be doing a YouTube stream where he's going to take, host- or take hostage a whole trainload of people... And then stream the whole thing to get money so his sister can have her operation paid for. Wait, what? That's, Did I miss a step there? But That's a bold strategy, Cotton, but let's see how it plays out for him. <laughs> well, <laughs> he takes everybody hostage. And the like the first division police get attended. And they say they're going to go in, guns blazing, and take him down. But the two detectives don't want them to do that because they know he's a good kid who just wants to do the right thing for his sister. Mm-hmm. And they notice that the as the uh, episode progresses, we get them trying to infiltrate the train because they get kicked off the train. Like, no, no, you can't be on the train. Get out of here. We're taking over this. You've got no jurisdiction here. And they're like, well, we want to, you know, we want to get in there and we want to actually help. Like, no, no, you can't help. Can't help. So they send, they shoot missiles at the train to create a smoke screen for them to sneak onto the train. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's next level ridiculousness. Does it make more See, sense when you watch it? No. It, no. <laughs> no. It doesn't make more sense. So you I can mean, handle this very, very differently, but that's fine. Do it that way. I mean, I feel like that, that is the summing up of a lot of anime. Does it make more sense in context? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm learning that quite quickly. <laughs> and so they, they stick onto the train. They stop the kid from being shot and killed. And it turns out he didn't have a real gun the whole time. He had a fake gun. He was never going to hurt anybody. Oh, no. What a twist. Yeah. Mm, But the major distraction that they use is the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen that makes absolutely no sense in context whatsoever. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Some of the passengers are there, or most of the passengers that he's got hostage, are there to go to a particular band's uh, show. And that show is going to start in 30 minutes. And that is their main priority. Not the fact that they're being held hostage, but the fact they're going to miss the show. <laughs> Have you seen okay. people, like, fanatics and, like, people who love their, their hobbies and stuff to, um, not in the microphone, but can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, people would die for their idols and stuff. No, I get it, but, Especially like... Especially, like, middle-aged Ajumas and, like... I guess, but, you know, they're going to take you hostage and kill you. More important than we're going to miss the show. Because if you die, you're still going to miss the show. (laughs) Seems like... But I'd rather die than miss the show. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> the millionaire detective calls in a favor, or he does something, and the band happens to appear at the train station doing a live show just for the people in the train, so they can use that as a distraction to then take the kid down. And you're saying the show's getting better? No, <laughs> not really. It was just a good episode, the way they portrayed it. Mm, but it, I've, you know, I'm still not a huge fan of the series overall, <laughs> to be quite honest. I think it's okay, it's just... It's just okay. Just okay is a good way of putting it. But, like, yeah, again, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. It was more of a, oh, yeah, this is, this came out. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. And what, do you guys have any any thoughts on the summary of the show? Does it sound like it's something you'd want to watch? I mean, I'm looking at the um, TV Tropes page right now. Mm -hmm. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a bit, uh, combined with what you've said, uh, Mm. The theme song is very James Bond as well. Like, or it oh, wants yeah. to be James Bond. I do like that, actually. I mean, to be mm. fair, the, the poster itself looks very James Bondish. Hmm. Generally, I think it, it wants to be a mix between. Well, it's basically rich James Bond, is probably a better way of putting it than, mm. you know, knock a fine man. Mm, mm. Mm. Uh, and then we watched another. a show that we watched a while ago, but we hadn't actually finished because it was just a bit of a slow burn and we just uh, burned ourselves out on it. Was the Promised Neverland? Oh yeah. Ty, do you want to give us a rundown on the t- on the Promised Neverland? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> what are you even <laughs> on this show? <laughs> I like listening. <laughs> um. So. Okay, so basically, it's it cuts to like it's a whole bunch of orphanages and these kids. Oh, the scene is. There's an orphanage where there's babies up to, uh, and children up to 12 years of age. Six. It's six years old. They're very young. Ah. No, they can, ah, yeah, they're generally six. But, no, they're 12. There's... At a certain age. It doesn't matter the particular okay. age. Yeah, at a certain age. And there's, like, a mother, or, like, a caretaker that they call mother that looks after all of them. They uh they have to study and basically rank the top out of their classes and like their division, their year, their year division. What's that? Like so, this the two year olds and stuff have to compete intellectually against each other, and there has to be you know they they get ranked, and same with the three year olds and four year olds and whatever. Um, there's three main characters and. They're like eleven when it's. Mm, it is eleven. And, right, yeah. yeah, but twelve-year-old is the peak. Like mm-hmm. they, if they get to twelve, they get adopted out. Yeah. So they're just trying to raise the best orphans. Essentially, they want to raise the best and yeah. smartest orphans to adopt them out into foster families. Oh. Yeah. So okay, that's. It, oh my god! I'm so bad at giving Tom reasons. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that's the basic premise of the show. And the mum really cares about them and wants them to succeed, and they're very, very smart kids. Like yeah, she's really, really caring. She's really lovely. Yeah. So this and, isn't. Yeah. So this isn't like a cynical take. It's not like a um, like a business kind of thing. This is like people genuinely caring for the kids. Oh yeah, she genuinely cares. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She re- she really wants them to succeed. She wants them to do well. Her main totally character is Norman. <laughs> yeah. Her <laughs> main character is Norman, Ray, and Emma. They're probably the smartest of the three kids there. They're also the oldest, but. Even from a young age, Ray has been, like, the, the prodigy, basically. Mm-hmm. And it follows them as they do their explanation, exploration of what the, like, growing up and everything. 
And then their one of their good friends, Connie, is sent away to be adopted. And they're like, oh, okay. And she's like five or six. Yeah, she's quite young. And she's yeah. you know, she's not super, super smart, but she's been adopted out. They also never meet their prospective families before they're adopted. They're literally oh. just told you're going tomorrow. Go. Yeah. Is there anything Connie... suspicious about them being all super smart? Because the way you're describing it, it sounds like they've been selected to be in this school. Or is that just my cynicism? No, I wouldn't say selected. It was. It's just... Just who, just who they are. Like they're just, kids, yeah. yeah. Not not everyone's super smart, just those three happen to be super smart. Some of them are just kids. Oh, right, gotcha. But the whole... Th- but yeah. they do try and, like, the aim is to create, like, super intellect, uh, super smart kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then Connie gets adopted out. She leaves her little stuffed bunny back at the house. And so they rush to, like, bring it to her before she goes away forever. Rushes. Because nobody ever writes. Once they leave, they never come back. And they never write back or so anything. So she's like, oh, Connie can't forget her bunny. Mm-hmm. She needs to get it, and so yeah, Emma runs after Honey. Yeah, Honey. Uh, and and Mama to give the bunny back, and it she approaches the bridge because it's basically a whole field area, and there's only like one uh, a bridge where people come and go. Yeah, so blocked off by a wall. Yeah, but it's blocked. Yeah, it's blocked off by a very high wall. Think like I'm not gonna take a pardon wall. No, but just a big wall. Like maybe yeah, it's quite, 15 feet high. It's pretty tall. It's quite big, yeah. Quite tall. And um, so they can't climb it, obviously. The bridge is the only way to go out and in. So she ran straight for the bridge. And she sees the, a truck there and just blood dripping off the truck. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it turns out that Connie is dead. Dun, dun, dun. And, yeah. And they find out that the actual fact about this whole orphanage is that they are raised to become meat for demons. What? And there's the twist! (laughs) Yep, there it is. (laughs) And so that's basically the the premise of the show is they find that out and then they try to escape. I'm sorry, what was this show called again? The Promised Promised Neverland. Neverland. The Promised Neverland, okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's, look, the build-up is really slow, mm-hmm. and it's we were watching it as film. it was coming out, and it was like, fucking hell, this is so, this is so bad, and then we were like, we should give it another chance. We'll finish it, we'll see how it goes, we'll have a look at it, and it was it got oh. a lot better in the last four episodes. <laughs> oh, I suppose the payoff, there's more of a payoff in the last four episodes. Mm. Yeah, no, the, Rob sent a picture to the chat, which is the sister... So there's mum, right, there's mum who's the the mum, and then there's a sister who is like they, they're like nun sister basically, and she basically runs around and chases the kids for playing. They're playing a lot of it, but the kids are a bit scared of her. <laughs> Looks like it. <laughs> well, it's because in the th- in this in that scene, that particular scene, they're trying to train to run away from mm, yeah. there, and so. The sister was so overwhelmingly fast and caught all of them. Mm. Oh, it was hide and seek as well. Yeah, so it was, it was basically like, like... Kind of thing. I don't know what that's called. Tag? Yeah, tag. A tag, yeah. yeah. But it was basically training to try and escape from the sister and the mum. And it's just like, she's so much faster than they could ever hope to be. Mm. Mm. Like, and so demonically it was just like, fast? No, no. no she's just, a human. I mean, it, it's kind of like you as an adult trying to catch a two-year-old. Ah, oh, <laughs> right, right, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like, you're like, gonna succeed, and it's not gonna be hard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny in its own personal way. <laughs> <laughs> its own terrifying, terrifying way. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my voice deliveries on this on this way apparently. Fantastic. They Excellent. Say, I'm next on the contact list order. Excellent. That's great. And so then we're good. So do you have any other final thoughts about the Promised Neverland tie? I think if you get a chance to watch it, it's really good. But keep in mind the build up is slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's good. It, it's it's a good payoff because yeah. we won't spoil the payoff. Yeah, we won't spoil it for you because it's just. I mean, it looks <laughs> it looks it looks very interesting. Just also the art style that I'm looking at. The kids look mm. rather adorable, and I can't wait to see them turn they into hamburgers. Do. <laughs> they are adorable hamburgers. <laughs> Wait, hold on. But oh, never mind. I won't ask too many questions because I don't want to spoil it. Ask her. Go on. Yeah. Um. So yeah. the people in the adoption agency, like in the school on site, do they are they aware of the situation? There's only one person from any only adult. There is mum, and then she calls in the sister for help because she. Figures out that the kids are planning to escape. Yeah, uh, but okay. there's no like there's no like other adoption agency or anyone else there. It's just these are the people. Right, right. As also as an aside, there's going to be a live action film adaptation by Amazon. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be season two. It was meant to come out later this year, but it's now been pushed to next year. Can't yeah, imagine why. <laughs> no, no real reason why. Just one of those things, you know. Yeah, it will be like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had. Well, ha- how many things do you guys have to go through? We probably should have asked this before the show. Do you guys have any a- extra things to add? Because we I have do. a couple. More. I have one. <laughs> one. And Rob, do you have any more you wanted to add? No, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> It's just I want to make sure it's not just us talking and then switch over to one of you guys talking for an hour. Who knows? We'll try and intersperse things as we go. So we also continued with the Misfit of Demon King Academy. Yay! Which. What happened this yeah, time? Which we found out actually comes out Saturday nights, so we can we had we were just a week behind every time. So now we're going to do two weeks at once. Ooh. What? So we had so, so for Ty to catch up, we were watching one episode a week, and then we found out this week that this actually comes out Saturday, which is before we record. Oh the yeah, podcast. that's right. It, no, yes. it was Sunday morning, wasn't it? One of the two. I'm not sure which one. We saw we saw it Sunday morning, but I think it was there yesterday. Regardless, so. It was actually a two-part episode as well, so it was good for us to realise on this week. <laughs> Remember with Demon King Academy, last time we spoke that there was about to be a tournament for swords playing? Yes. Turns out it wasn't really a tournament, more just a one match between oh. our main character and oh. his sword, his reincarnated sword guy. Wait, but well, it, didn't we go Look, they into... did say final round. Sorry. Mm. I, I was going to say, didn't we go into last uh, week about how the tournament's all screwed up and, like, the two big bads are kind of facing off straight away and then there are, like, weak pissants, you know, facing uh, off. Exactly, yeah. So It was, like, the best swordsman or something. Yeah, the, the best like, swordsman and Anios Valdegordo. And the dog is breaking shit and I don't know what it is. So, Anios Valdegordo, who is our main character, and his swordsman, uh, who reincarnated from when he originally died, are the best two swordsmen and they face off in the first round. At the end of this match, which is the only match that we see, the tournament is declared over. So, <laughs> okay. Not like, Back it up, not like there was a problem. Not like anything, just like whoever won this match won the tournament, apparently. They didn't bother having any other matches. I suppose if they were two absolute best by like a long margin, there wouldn't really be much mm. of a point. No, it seems like that was their, you know, that was their overall thing. 
But they have their match, and we we find out that the lead swordsman, whose name is Ray, I want to say, Lay, is Lay. He is actually a, his mother is a half-spirit, half-demon, who can't hold their form very long and very properly. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> mm, so he's fighting to try and save her, because they've pro- the royals have promised him that if he wins, they'll save her, and they'll, they'll cure her condition. And to do that, they've put a contract around his heart that will kill him if he doesn't do anything that they want him to do. Oh, wow. But that contract makes his sword play that much better. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we see that, you know, he and the, the Demon King face off. They've uh, can, they pretty much immediately end their fight with the Demon King winning, which is not surprising, to be honest. It's pretty straightforward. Where the swordsman actually, or Ray actually stabs himself... To say, well, I'm not going to sit here and face you if you're not going to be facing me at your full strength. So I'm going to kill myself first. That way the contract can't kill me. And then you have to fight me at full strength. Wow, you just broke my brain. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's dumb. (laughs) Basically, he commits future suicide so that he can fight at full power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ow. Ow. Mm -hmm. My head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It hurts me. (laughs) And you may recall the overarching storyline is that Ados Voldigod, who is the Demon King, has reincarnated to find that somebody else is pretending to have been him. So he's, all his deeds and everything have been attributed to somebody else, and that person has essentially removed him from history. So th- right, this week we got a glance bullshit. at that guy. Uh, we're not sure if it was time travel bullshit or if he just took advantage when the Demon uh, King was gone. Okay. So we don't really know much about that as as uh, and everyone who we sort of meet who knows anything doesn't really know anything. They're like, I don't know, I just saw a person. Or I don't know, I was just after we met two days ago, I was attacked by an unknown assailant and he took over my mind. So okay. we haven't really seen too much of it at all. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, an unfortunate side effect of all that. But we do find out that a the big bad who was running the tournament was only working under the control of somebody else, and the Demon King manages to destroy that control through going into interdimensional nonsense. <laughs> like, he gets trapped in one dimension, the swordsman is trapped in another dimension, and the bad guy is in his own dimension, using portals to send indestructible antimatter at both of them to try and wipe them out. Oh, you know, standard Monday night. Yeah, just, just your basic stuff. <laughs> and the Demon King manages to sit there and say, okay, well... That's what's going on with that. I'm going to use my power to knock out, or to protect the swordsman in one dimension while protecting myself, and then also find a way to get into your impenetrable dimension myself. Makes this, sense. This sounds like the kind of stuff Daniel and I get up to when planning Pathfinder characters. Like mm-hmm, interdimensional mm-hmm. high le- high level wizard bullshit, basically. Yeah, yeah. Let me just have pretty a ta- much. Let me just have a Tarasku in a pocket here and just whip that bad boy out at any point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, and you know that's how that goes. And we find out that the Demon King only has one tenth of his regular power, and this event has caused him to unlock all of his true potential power, apparently. And he's already, like, leagues above everybody else. Man, I, I love, I love that in anime. I'm only using 10% of my power. And it's like, mm-hmm. like And then I'll take I, off I, my yeah. weighted clothes, and now I'm at 50%. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Actually, in Naruto, when, um, I think it's Lee? Yep, Is there when a, he drops his weights? Uh, the dude with the leg weights in, uh, the first series. Yeah, Rock Lee. 
Yeah. Yeah, Rock Lee. Yeah, when he takes off those weights, that gave I I, I loved that. I was like, damn, that's so cool. As, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go on. Sorry, as an aside, um, I found a way to create Rock Lee in Pathfinder. <laughs> Is it just play as a monk? <laughs> as in like opening <laughs> the gates. Know. Opening the different gates um of chakra. Oh, yeah. Well, this isn't this isn't a Pathfinder podcast, so we're gonna to have to leave that for another time. I'm back. Excellent, fantastic. Was the dog destroying too much stuff? Uh no, he had one of the cat toys. Uh, he was trying to play with. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Silly puppy, that's for cats. Bang it around, <laughs> yeah. But it was good timing though, because when I got that, I the came back came. to the room. The delivery came for Willie's, and I'm like, oh. Great timing. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you just missed Perfect. all of De- Misfit of Demon King Academy. Do you have a rating for, for Misfit of Demon King Academy? Uh, so far. Yes. <laughs> 7 out of 10. Oh, what's his name? 7 Anos. out of 10, Anos Voldigold. <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it at yes. Like, yes, I do have a rating, Zach. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that too many times to Zach. He's not going to be surprised anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But that does bring me to Digimon Adventure 2020, yes. which is possibly the greatest ongoing series that's happening right now. I'm very excited. Similar to Misfit of Demon King Academy, it comes out with Digimon definitely comes out Saturday mornings. So I watched two episodes of Digimon this week, and I'm very keen to tell you all about them. <laughs> You're too cute. <laughs> Digimon is possibly one of the best shows ever. It is a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. So. We started up this week, this episode opened with Izzy, who is our computer tech kid, giving us a breakdown on the Digimon Encyclopedia, and oh, he no. decided he wanted to do his first breakdown on Garbamon. Yep. Hey, Zach, just, just so you yes. know that you, you cut out for about five seconds there solidly, it just went silent. Oh, good, that Excellent. wasn't just me, I didn't have good a to know. there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll just say Actually, that part yeah, again, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you had a Maybe he well, did. Daniel, but Zach, your audio cut out. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, Digimon is a great show, and we had our first opening with Izzy, the tech geek, tech geek kid, giving us a breakdown on the Digimon Encyclopedia. And he decided the first time he wanted to give us a breakdown was on none other than our good <laughs> okay, friend Garbamon. <laughs> Are you serious? No, bro, bro it You just cut out for five seconds. I'm not even making it up. It's okay. It didn't cut out of my recording, um, so it doesn't matter. I think someone's trying <laughs> the to podcast. explain why Daniel's <laughs> losing his shit. So, Izzy, our computer tech kid, has decided he wants to give us an encyclopedia <laughs> break. Are you kidding me? You can't even do it. For real? <laughs> no, no, wait, hold on, no. I, I heard it, I heard it that time. No, you did it that time, but it was so funny that it was like the third or fourth time I'd heard it that I'm like, this is too funny. Okay, now Rob's gone. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, you may continue. What's the, oh, shut up. the elevated music? Like, <laughs> it should have like the elevated music on and be like, technical difficulties. <laughs> 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 anyway. Yeah, that was great. Digimon Encyclopedia, and the first Digimon they wanted to give us an encyclopedic breakdown was Garbumon. And they decided to point out the fact that he's wearing Garurumon's fur, and they say, we want to find out what's under the fur. This is never addressed again! (laughs) Brilliant. I want to know what's under Garurumon's fur. 
<laughs> Smaller, angular, angrier governments. Yeah, we don't talk about what's on the Well, he has the best baby form as well. Like, he's got the best baby form where his guy has a little horn, whereas the other ones all look like little babies. And it's like, well, government's clearly the best one to go with. Excuse you. No. They're not the ba- no. Who? There's... There's some like, oh, what was that little black ball? Fuck, oh, that was so cute. I think that was Kyrie's one. Yeah. That's Gabo's one. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no, Little Knife. He's got like, he's the only one that's got like a progressive horn that then just He's the only completely. one that comes just with the, with his own weapon. <laughs> <laughs> its own cutlery. You can use him to cook a fish. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. There was a lot of fishing. Fire. That's fine. That's fine. You guys don't need to hear it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be repeating Digimon over and over again. <laughs> Damn straight you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my recording and I can put it in and the listeners will hear it you guys don't need to hear it I don't need you here for so this so all part. you need to do is go mmm yes good <laughs> good <laughs> anime <laughs> mm, yes regardless that's just the opening of one episode that's dope I love it <laughs> and so the first that episode continues on where Gabumon and Matt are deciding that they want to finally reveal something about Matt's history and that is that Matt has a brother called Takeri, or TK in the English version. And then he's stuck in Tokyo, which you may recall, Tokyo is under a complete blackout. I did not. Did anybody. Okay. No, no! I thought you didn't hear us. <laughs> Tokyo is in a complete blackout, and that's what the Digidestined are there to actually try and resolve. Yeah. And by total complete blackout, I mean 100% of Tokyo has no power, and they're already out of reserve power, and everyone's trying to flee the city. Which is very dangerous because there's no powerful lights or anything like that to help people get home. Mm. Mm. And Tokyo has a very, very urban, dense population. Can you hear the dog just munching away? No. Probably. Okay. He's very loud. That's fine. We won't worry about the dog. It'll be there in the background. Anybody who's interested, you'll be, you'll be hearing the dog munching away. And he's just munching on a horn. But, yeah, so Tokyo is definitely in danger. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and TK is stuck in Tokyo, as is Kairi, who is Ty's younger sister, but he's trying to do it just because he's a good guy. Matt is specifically trying to save everybody so that his brother isn't afraid of what's going on. So, same same plot as normal, then? No, yeah. TK is normally there. He's not in Tokyo no, normally. In the yeah. first thing, no, he's not. Yes, as he in, is. TK no, is in. No. For, for, like, Matt's normal MO, is I have to protect TK at all costs. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like same kind like of shit mm-hmm. yeah but we this manifests in him using the they've, they've split into two groups it doesn't really matter why but they split into two groups <laughs> I mean, it kind of does but... it doesn't it really doesn't <laughs> the groups are Joe, Sora and Matt and Mimi, Izzy and Ty so mm-hmm. Joe, Sora and Matt uh, they encounter these Digimon in a desert and they've decided they say oh we desert need your help Digimon. Because we can't go through the desert because a, a big Scorpiomon has come into the desert and he's not letting us cross. Scorpiomon is a big Scorpion. Like it's Shock not anything. Horror. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> and we find out that he's an ultimate Digimon and he lives under the sand and he's using the sand to tell him where everybody is to attack from beneath so he can't even fight back. That's kind of impressive. So, yeah, so Matt, Sora, and. Joe all leave and they run into these Digimon who are running away and they're like, help us, can you help us? And Sora and Joe are like, oh, we have to help because if we don't help, we're just bad people. And Matt then reveals about his brother and how he doesn't care about the people in front of him, he just wants to save TK. Mm. And 
Joe and Sora go back to find Scorpiomon and they are hopelessly outclassed. Like, not Until even, Matt comes. Not even close. Until Matt drops down from the sky on Gurumon. Oh, come on. That was so obvious, that plot. <laughs> and he, Gurumon, finally digivolves into Were-Gururumon. It's not explained why he's a werewolf. It's fantastic. <laughs> he's just a werewolf now. <laughs> why not? Which we knew. We knew because it's obviously <laughs> the original run. But he's now Were-Gururumon. Defeats Scorpiomon and then reveals that big twist. Dun-dun-dun. He was using Sora and Joe as bait. He was always going to save them. What? And that's that. I mean, a good plan (laughs) normally involves everyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it would have been nice to tell them. Yeah. But (laughs) if the plan relied on them being caught off guard, then I can see why he did it. It really didn't. They could have easily known, because all they did was sort of walk around for a bit, dodge a couple of attacks, and then Matt shows up. No, 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 it had to be by Psych. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely has to be by surprise, apparently. And then the next episode, we get to see... The, oh, at the end of that episode, my apologies, Mimi, Sora, uh, Mimi, Tai, and Izzy are exploring some rooms, and Mimi accidentally activates a trap and falls down a basically bottomless hole. Makes sense. Basically bottomless? Except it has a bottom. Dun, dun, dun. A twist! Is there like, is there like a... Peak fall damage, like how, how? she takes no fall damage at all. Even though later they're climbing down the hole and they're like, "This is so deep. If we fall, we could die." Huh. But Mimi didn't. Mimi didn't die. She just fell and landed. But she is immediately accosted by a Digimon called Andromon, who is a big android. You may remember Andromon, Daniel. Yep, I, I remember yep. him. Yep, he doesn't say much. He just immediately sort of comes to life because of the evil demon birds. And then he does his thing, attacks Digimon, attacks Mimi, and that's when they finally have Metal Greymon attack. <laughs> because Metal Greymon shows up again. <laughs> the Metal Greymon and Kabuterimon attack. They're not strong enough to take out Andromon. The ceiling starts to collapse, and they have to protect their own Digimon, or their own Digidestined. And finally, um, Palamon evolves into Togemon. I always forget his name. Yeah, it's cactus. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a cactus with boxing gloves, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> it's a char- my favorites. <laughs> He's a character in a Digimon I really want to like because his design is so cool, but it's just so lame. Like, he never, she never does anything You're cool. You're so mean to me. <laughs> no, she never does anything cool. She never does anything interesting. It's like, oh, I'm Togemon, punch, punch. And then someone comes in and saves the day. What, what I would really like if um, they got the evolutions the other way. So they ha- there's Togemon and then there's Lilymon, if mm-hmm. you guys remember. Which looks like a little... Lily's just a... Yeah. yeah. She's a fairy who has flowers for a dress. Yeah, but it would make sense to go Palamon, Lilymon, and then Togemon. Yeah, Togemon would make a great ultimate evolution. Yeah. But it was like, no, no, no. No, you know, so Togemon becomes Lilymon... Lilymon manages to stop Andromon's uh, targeting by dropping spores all over the ground that then get in the way of his targeting, and she machine guns him to death. Whoa. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> she machine guns him, which doesn't actually kill him, it just makes him freeze for long enough for the, the plants that she's been dropping to overtake him, and turn this bottom the bottom of a pit into a serene, green, lush paradise. With a statue of Andromon in the middle, made of grass. So, 
What? She kills him? <laughs> <laughs> she kills him. Well, yeah, it's so far it's implied that she killed him. And it's also it's implied so that once, like, as he's dying, he realizes, wait a second, I've been mind controlled. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what? Andromon. Yeah. At the very end, as he's turning into a green statue of himself, he's like, wait, what have I been doing? Oh, no. And then he becomes a green statue that can't move. That was Andromon. Well, even yeah. the originals. Andromon, yeah. Yeah. Even the get... originals. He was evil and then good. Mm. Yeah, I was about to say, in the original, I think it's also Mimi as well, who, um,. Who basically turns him to the good side as well. Yeah. Well, this isn't turned to a good side. She literally does, like, we don't know, we know no indication that he's actually still alive. It's just like he realized he was doing the wrong thing and then died. Uh, so, no. A change of heart or a mind control thing? It's a mind control thing. So, there's these little demon birds that fly around and they are turning people against Digidestin. Mm hmm. So, it's like a mind control thing where he's like, oh, wait a second, I've been mind controlled. I'm sorry. Uh, dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, dead. <laughs> pretty much, it's pretty That's pretty grim for poor Andromon. Yeah, but if yeah, I recall, in, I recall even in the original series, Andromon just never got a break. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a sad character, the poor guy. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the, that's the exciting thing there. And we have a preview for next week where it looks like Garudamon is going to turn up, so that's Bertramon's going to digivolve. So that's exciting. Hey! So we're basically getting one, one ultimate a week, which is, you know, that's fine. I have no particular interest in Garudamon, but it's good to move forward. There was one thing that I had a big complaint about, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> which I know is like, oh, no. But we know Ikakumon, who is Joe's Digimon, can mm. swim through the ocean like it's nothing. Right? Like, he's basically just a big iceberg that just flies around the ocean. Okay. Yeah. He does that in the desert. In the sand. Wait, what? Yes. And we see that his that feet aren't moving. So he looks like he's just a tank rolling along the sand. <laughs> so my understanding of Ikakumon is now he must have some kind of wheels under his feet because he doesn't actually <laughs> have to move at all. <laughs> it's just gravitation pull. Exactly. He's got some kind of weird <laughs> gravity power. <laughs> and wheels. I oh, believe they did that. cover this in the original, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I, I think it was something about his wings propelling him or something. He doesn't have any wings. Who's Ikakuman? Ikakuman's just a big... Wait, who's... 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 Uh, who's uh, yeah, Joe. Joe is the owner. It's Grandma One. Oh, no, I'm thinking that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. It's like well, a big furry narwhal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, in the uh, original, yeah. apparently he is able to levitate. So maybe, yeah, maybe he does have gravity powers. Maybe. They haven't addressed that at all. It was just, oh my god, he can he can swim through the sand like it's water? Okay, that's fine, I guess. No but problems at all. So does, does he kick up the sand? Like, is his body being pushed against the sand? Or is it, like, just hovering slightly above it? Or Well, in, we don't know exactly what's happening. Otherwise, I wouldn't be as upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Imagine, wow. so you know Poochie, and when Poochie has to go now because his planet needs him, he just whoop, goes straight up. Yes. Now imagine that's that Imagine funny. that sideways, but he is kicking up sand and dust so we don't see his feet. Uh-huh. But it's not a very huge amount, so you would you would definitely expect to see some kind of movement. But if he can levitate, I guess I accept the fact that he can levitate. Uh-huh. That's fine with me. Yeah, that's also, I mean, like, if you've got no better explanation... <laughs> also, I, I gotta say, going forward from Akakumon, his his actual forms get more and more cooler. Mm, like, he get, he's like one of the ones who actually gets cool forms. Yeah, like 
like, so he goes from, like, what looks like just a hairy, like, Rob said, a hairy narwhal, to mm-hmm. what looks like a battle turtle with a, um, with Thor's hammer. Yeah, to, he does. It's awesome. To, Bla- to Blastoise's metal brother. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Vikamon, so I have no idea what that is. Vikamon, okay, think. Okay, so think. No, that- I'm looking at a feature. I can see a feature. Oh, yeah. It's. Yeah, no, I've never seen. I don't know what show he's from or anything, <laughs> or what he's from. Um. No fucking clue. I'm guessing it's from either the Cyber Sleuth oh, or, Ma- or the manga or one of the other it's series. The PSP adaptation. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, Zudamon is super cool. I like Zudamon. Like yeah. Gravamon is probably one of the few who gets cooler every time he transforms, except for uh, Agumon becoming Greymon and then Metal Greymon and War Greymon. <laughs> the rest of them are just like your forms, sort of weird, weird forms. I don't know. Um, what's his face? The um, the bug turns into like progressively more and more cooler bugs. Yeah, I guess. The only good thing I've seen so far about Capitarimon is he's much more fun than he is in the English version. Oh? Like, he's really, really dramatic. Like, sassy, or...? <laughs> yeah, like, sassy and dramatic. Brilliant. <laughs> it's like, yes, you go, Mon. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. And the, the, I suppose one last thing that I have to... A, a minor complaint about him at the show is that Mimi's character, and this is in the original show as well... She's not very valued. She sort of devalues herself all the time. And Ty, we were talking about this earlier about how we don't necessarily know how to feel about Mimi. Oh, yeah. It's very, like... I mean, it's just that over-cliché kind of thing where, Mm. oh, she's a very girly girl that she always needs help regardless of what happens. And that carries on to Palmon, Togemon, and Lilymon, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they get into situations that it's just like, oh, woe is me, I need help. Oh, I'm the damsel in distress. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, while there's Sora and uh, Kyrie and stuff, it's, they're very, not very, but like, they're more tomboy. So they can, you know, they can get on on their own. Mm-hmm. But maybe the girly character that, I, that I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it, it Mimi seems, is just, weird. she's always in danger. She's never saving herself. She's always saved by somebody else. Yeah. And uh, so, as so- an extension of that. Sorry, I was going to say, so exactly like the original series. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> this is a problem with the original series as well, but it's just frustrating that they haven't fixed yeah. it at all. Where in this, in a sense, like, this episode was called Lilymon Blooms, or Blossoms, and you'd be like, yeah. oh, this is definitely the episode about me, me, and about Lilymon, and the first thing that happens is they're saved by a robot. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and then Palmon passes out, so the robot has to do all the fighting. Oh, no. And then Ty and Izzy show up, and they start fighting. And then, finally, once they've been completely emancipated and are destroyed, then Lilymon turns up. And she's in the episode for about 45 seconds. It's not even... Yeah, it just seems like her character's... I don't know. It's just, yeah, not valued. Hmm. Do you think they just don't know what to do with her? Like- I think it's just cliche, like Ty said, where you need someone who's... She's an annoying character. She's meant to be annoying. Like, when we introduce to her in this one, she's... Um, she's hanging out with some Digimon that she's basically the queen of. And oh, she's yeah. like, oh, do my bidding, do my bidding. So she's meant to be a typical rich kid, can't look after herself. But that extends into Palmon. And Palmon's meant to be like, no, let's be friends, let, let's do it. Let's like, let's look after ourselves. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just not ideal for a, a character for it to have a, and there's no strong female character, basically. 
I mean, mm. there is. Like, Sora is, is strong. But again, it's also because she is... She's basically just a boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, yeah. It's not super exciting with, with that kind of at all. But anyway... That's the that's the basics of what we've been watching this week. Daniel, you you had something you wanted to add? I do. I've been watching an anime outside of this podcast. Dun dun dun. Gas horror. Um, <laughs> Assassination Classroom. Mm-hmm. I just finished the first season and it's fucking great. Right, <laughs> like, it's pretty good. It is really good. <laughs> so, Rob, to give you a overview, the the. The actual manga, uh, sorry, anime sets it up very well in the first episode. Um, the teacher comes into the classroom, and the teacher is uh, what well, looks like a man-sized bright yellow octopus. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point, every student in the class pulls out a gun and opens fire. Uh-huh. Oh, I've and... actually got a photo of it, a screenshot right now. Yeah. Yep. And... Um, the teacher dodges every single bullet and is completely unharmed and then uh-huh. chastises them not for killing him but for killing him uncreatively that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah. that's pretty funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and low is the show set up <laughs> so so the teacher is uh, Koro Sensei and he blew up the moon uh, or at least like 70% of the moon. Um, and has threatened to do the same thing to the Earth in one year unless the students kill him. Now... Well, he, his punishment is to is to teach or something. But he volunteered for that, didn't he? He wants no. to teach. He wants yeah, no, 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 wanted... like, the, the, the deal was he, he, won't, he won't do anything except he will teach class 3E which then means the government knows exactly where he is, <laughs> and he won't hurt any of his students, and in return, they get to try and kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, for that, from that premise, it is ridiculously fucking wholesome. Yeah? Like, <laughs> like so, 3E is the end class, and it is used in the school as basically a punishment. Like, keep your grades up or we'll throw you into the shit class. So just to, to build on that, just a little bit, sorry to cut you out there, Daniel, mm-hmm. is that that's generally how Japanese classes are, are labeled. So you have your one, uh, like your level one, one, a. one, a, two, a, whatever. And the, the higher the number, the worse you are, basically. All right. Hmm. So the, the grades are obviously going to be shit. And in this context, it's, they're the worst class. Yeah, the, they're, they're the, the dumbest, the, the worst of the worst. Yeah. Um, it's actually that's actually not made clear in the anime. It's basically in the anime. It's like this is all the principles, perfect society. How like free e is shown to be outcast and you know idiots and you know lesser beings, and mm. everyone else are the superior beings and will therefore keep their grades up. Um, and yeah. as the anime goes along, the, the principal eats shit. <laughs> <laughs> like his his um methods are repeatedly shown to be bullshit. <laughs> Fair enough. Ah, uh, hence the wholesome. Like actually, yeah. Oh, the yeah, yellow yeah. dude's actually like super super cool, and like they try and redeem his character, even though he blew up the moon. 
Well, actually, the thing uh, is, Koro Sensei is basically um, Tai. It's basically no. her. What? Me. Yeah. That's the best sales pitch ever. Pretty much. <laughs> if if Tai could move at Mark 20, had a bunch of tentacles that could kill people, and um, basically was made of what I think is antimatter, judging by some references they've made, then yeah, that's basically Koro Sensei. Well, Tai, you've already ticked two out of three of those, so you just need to work on <laughs> oh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> And listeners, good luck figuring out which two out of three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But, um, yeah, like, Koro-sensei is just completely dedicated to being a good teacher. Um, to a point where, like, he is just fantastic and redeems a lot of the kids. And some of the teachers. <laughs> that actually nice. sounds great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds really fun. Um, what is your... Would you say you have a favorite part? Yeah, basically anytime um, anyone fucks with one of his students and then Kuro-sensei shows up, because he doesn't hurt yeah. anyone, he retaliates by giving you a beauty care regime, and there ain't a damn thing you can do <laughs> to stop him at Mark 20. <laughs> like say beauty care regime, like is it like a full spa treatment type situation? or? Well, let me put it this way, there's one character called Karma. And Karma gets introduced in, like, the third episode, and he is utterly ruthless. He actually is the first one to hurt Koro-sensei. Because it should be noted, <clears throat> regular weapons don't work on him. You have to use, specifically, it's called anti-sensei um, BBs, or anti-sensei weapons. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Because, <laughs> like, nothing else works on him. Um, so he basically manages to, like, hurt him with one of these BBs. Um, and it just continually catches him off guard to the point where every time Koro-sensei is around, uh, is around Karma, he's hyper-focused on him, which is what his downfall is. Simply because, uh-huh. uh, simply because, like, you know, he's actually smart enough to hurt him. And some of the, um, <laughs> punishments, I guess, uh, you would call them, uh, <laughs> putting him in, like, a bright pink apron... Doing his hair, his nails. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, at one point, Karma stabs an octopus onto his desk. At which point, Koro Sensei turns it into uh, not Shishimi. What's the um, octopus? Takayaki. Yeah, Takayaki. And he turns it into um, Takayaki in front of him using a <laughs> missile, using an actual missile um, for a <laughs> oven. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah um, and yes Rob in the group chat exactly that <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and basically oh, just humbles him completely oh that's um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. how that's basically how Kurosensei uh, you know there are a couple of times where he just drops the shit and proceeds to demonstrate why he is completely feared and turns out that an octopus going at Mark 20 can deal with basically anything <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but also the other great thing is when the entire class gets together to like sort of either A, protect Koro-sensei, B, kill Koro-sensei, or C, <laughs> just fuck anyone up. <laughs> and so just out of curiosity, is this school, so it's 
What is it? Assassination classroom. Is it anything to do with it? Or is it literally just your run-of-the-mill school, but this guy's the teacher? Well, it is a run-of-the-mill school. Um, and then when this guy becomes the teacher, it becomes basically a classroom on assassination. <laughs> okay, so the kids, before meeting him, already are very well equipped with guns and such. Nope. Uh, what? <laughs> no, so, to answer your question, Rob, it's like, so it's a normal school until he turns up, yes, and then he has to teach him how to fight and how to kill and everything, but because they're uh, the the worst kids, they're in 3E, they're generally seen to be dangerous or violent in general. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't remember. I thought it was an assassination school. No, just, just, no, I wouldn't remember school. at all. It, it is basically implied that anyone who like who graduates from Free E is going to become like thugs and killers anyway. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, it's just a great wholesome anime. Like it gets, it's getting slightly darker. Like tw- um, the more I go on, as more of Koro Sensei's like past is revealed and certain elements get introduced about that. Mm-hmm. But like, it doesn't drop the wholesomeness at all. Cool. I think we should watch this again. I can't, I can't remember it at all. We've, we've only watched the first episode. I know no, you, I you read it. You watched ago, it. Blue Boucher. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mm. That's but other than that, it's great. Yeah, that sounds like a like a great uh, anime, honestly. Yeah. Sounds really fun. Sounds like fun. We did watch, uh, what is it, Jinjo Ito's collection. We oh, we did the watch The first that. episode of it. Do you remember when we were talking about it the other day, Rob? Uh, the whole scary thing with yes. uh, people fitting in the walls and everything? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. I do not recommend the anime at all. Really? <laughs> and not because it's not because it's too scary or anything. It's not good. It is terrible. Uh, that's it's like, disappointingly it, bad. Yeah, reading it like in the dark is the best. Like It's terrifying when you read it. But mm-hmm. when you watch it, it's just like, this character's fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Why would that even happen? It doesn't even... But, ah, it just... It's just not ideal. It's just not ideal, yeah. Mm. Like, we watched the first episode, which is... It's got a weird pacing issue. Where the main character, whose name I forget again, because it's not very not very memorable, nope, but he's know. basically just a weirdo outcast in a perfectly normal family in a perfectly normal world. But he's figured out how to do voodoo magic. And yeah. he uses okay. this to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. curses specifically. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, he's figured out how to curse his classmates, and one of them he curses them to feel a bit sick, and like with stabbing pains. But then nothing happens. And another one he curses to go sit in sit in the middle of a forest in a hole for the rest of winter. And what? then to emerge after winter completely unharmed or anything. That's kind of funny. He thinks it's uh, funny. Yeah, it's not, it's not portrayed well. No, like, he's, yeah. he's, he's creepy looking, but everyone else looks normal. And it's like, he looks like he's a ghoul. Obviously, he's the bad guy. And, like, everyone's already had enough of his shit as well. Like, they're... He invites one of the kids to come hang out after school in a very in a very creepy invitation manner, like a letter saying "come alone," or he's in a phone call says "come alone," and the kid goes down there and is like, "It's obviously this guy. I know that he's trying to mess with me." Sounds like him. Yeah, sounds exactly like him. Like, what is he gonna do? And then the scariest part of the whole thing comes in, where a, a vague shadowy figure starts following that kid, and it turns out it's the main character in a really weird outfit, like he's on stilts. 
It's oh. like shitty Slenderman. Yeah, it's like really <laughs> shitty Slenderman. And it's just not good and it's not scary or creepy. It's like, this is dumb and I don't care. Yeah, like, this, it, so, it ruined a lot of it. Sorry? So what was this called again? Junji Ito's collection. Mm. I'll write it in the, in the group chat. Thank you. Good news for you, though, Daniel. It is in English. There yeah, is an English it, dub. Not, oh, not Anime Lab, it's in English. <laughs> and it's only in English in Anime Lab, despite the fact that it's a Japanese show. But Crunchy has it in uh, Japanese. Yeah. And it's just not good. And then the, it's like it's meant to be an anthology series. And that's the first episode. Then it cuts over to this family who have a, uh, their daughter is turning into a doll. And as, basically, as yeah. And then it's like, I feel so sorry for the parents of, of kids who turn into dolls. I don't know what to do. And then it's like, oh, she's a doll. And it cuts to a really gross, grotesque image of the girl as the doll. And then that's the end of the episode. It looks like a centipede. but It looks like the... In the beginning, it's like a pretty doll, and then eventually it's like a centipede-wrapped kind of rotting flesh thing. Mm. And this all happens it's over the course of two minutes, so you don't really have any time to get like accustomed or attached to anybody. Mm. It almost feels like a preview for the next week's episode, it but it's the second. No, it's not. It's the second half of that episode. That's the end. Is it? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. A lot of his collections are very sh- like short, sweet stories. Sweet in the sense of horrifyingly, psychologically damaging. <laughs> you know, your classic sweet things. <laughs> but it's a really good, like, I, I, okay, like, I really like horror. It's just I'm terrified of it. <laughs> mm. And yeah, it just was not good and not interesting and not terrifying. Just, this yeah, is really boring and really it's dull. It's disappointing. Like, I wanted it to be like, oh, like, fuck, this fucked me up. But it didn't. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean, right? Like, like, yeah. you know, like I told you about that supernatural one that fucked me up for ages, where that that girl was living in the walls, mm. and they're like, "It's a ghost," and and then it wasn't a ghost. It don't, was don't, a girl. But that's the thing is, if you're going to horror, it's not like it's not like you're going to watch, a, let's say, a horror movie, and you're like, "Oh wow, that was really wholesome. I'm so glad I watched that." It's like, no, when you go to watch horror, you want to be freaked the hell out. Like, you want it to. That's right. You know. Yeah. Like, it's exactly that. Box, I mean, you want to be scared. I get I that. I want to be and scared that's why shitless. <laughs> yeah. That's how oh I feel God. too, Daniel. Don't you guys like horror? Why? <laughs> because I don't particularly want to be scared to death. I'd like to enjoy a wholesome story about a, a you know an octopus teaching people to we kill. We can't just watch fantasy all the time. <laughs> can't we? <laughs> and show it and stuff. Can't we? Yes, I think we, we can. can. <laughs> oh, no, no, we can't. We tried watching Mr. Love... Whatever that was, Queen's Choice or whatever, it was not good either. Yeah, because that was reverse harem, and you're a guy, so it makes sense why you don't like that. And you're a very cisgendered white, a straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense why you're not into that stuff. <laughs> well, that's um, probably a good time for us to. Uh, sorry, Dave, do you have any last I, thoughts on Assassination I, Classroom before we move on? I don't, but I do have one Jiu-Jitsu. last. I do have one last thing to add. Yep. Um, following on a conversation from last episode about trying to introduce someone to anime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lupin the Third is not the right choice. <laughs> no? No. Why? Why would... No, yeah. I thought it was good when I watched it. Really? Yeah. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Ah, so what I'm hearing is yes. that I don't listen to Zach's recommendations next time. <laughs> no, no, no. 
<laughs> you were, I was certain you were on the fence about it when we watched it. You were like, it's okay. Yeah, but it wasn't... Anyway, what was not a good introduction for it, Daniel? Lupin the Third. Yeah, no, what was, what was not good about <laughs> you it? Just oh, right, so... Um, she just didn't, so li- she didn't, just didn't like the... Um, the story was far too slow-paced. Well, oh, if she's into uh, The Bachelor and stuff like that, she's probably more into drama and, like... Yeah. That reverse harem sort of thing, shoujo romance. We uh, we ended up not watching it all of it and um, turning off and watching Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. Fair, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that that didn't work out, but there, that's how it is. There you go. It's okay. To I still fair, have met, many actor, plans to corrupt her. <laughs> to be fair, that actor that plays Lucifer, like, nah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Tom Alice? We just watched an episode where Tom Alice is completely butt naked. I... I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> At all. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. There we go. Well, speaking of buff naked buff men, do we want to move into <laughs> our, <laughs> yes. our main yeah, topic for the week? Yeah. Which is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the first JoJo. Uh, Rob, do you want to give us a breakdown of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yeah, I can do. Okay, so basically the story starts with... Uh, a heartbreaking accident where um basically a car crash but not and um it's uh what is it it's revealed that uh somebody's life is saved or something like that like there's a life debt exchanged or something mm-hmm. and um it cuts to uh basically a really wholesome uh upbringing for our main character Jojo and um the guy whose uh, life debt was owed, or however you phrase that. Um, mm-hmm. He ends up... It was Dario Brando, if that's easier. Dario Brando. Oh, He's yeah, the, okay. the father of Dio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dario ends up kicking the bucket, and he's like, well, you know, I'm dead, but uh, these people, they owe me a favor, so Dio, why, why don't you go over there and mooch off them? And he uh, does exactly that, except he's like the devil. And... Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I feel like we need to um uh, point out how Dio is introduced to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, now it. I can't remember yeah. when you say it like that. No, as in it's by like kicking the dog or what? Literally, he literally punt kicks the dog. Yeah, <laughs> for no mm-hmm. reason other than to show dominance over JoJo. Yeah, and and the dog. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> maybe and Danny the dog. show dominance over the dog. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's like devil incarnate from from the get go. It is Dio's plan to uh, worm his way into this family, wait until he's of age, then kill off the family and inherit all the wealth for himself. And he does mm-hmm. this by well various things, including chucking aforementioned dog into more or less an oven. Um, an oven? Not- <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's an incinerator. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's such an old school thing to have, too. But it was the 1800s. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, that it is a little bit backward. Um, but yeah, he also <laughs> kisses Jojo's uh, hypothetical girlfriend and then beats her a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So that's also good. He also uh, ostracizes Jojo from the community by spreading rumors about him. Basically, he goes out of his way to make Jojo's life hell, which is helped <laughs> by the fact that his dad is more or less blind to how evil Dio is, 
and every time something happens, he, uh, Jojo's dad is like, Jojo, you suck, Dio, you're the best. Jojo, why can't you be more like Dio? Um, there's a really good... Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a really prominent example of that, where the first night it's there, Jojo is, he spills something. And he's like, no, no more food for you. Why can't you be like Dio? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. <laughs> just spilled something. I'm sorry. And, of course... That's heartbreaking. We should also point out, this is all before Dio becomes a vampire. Yeah. Spoilers. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, basically, Dio and uh, Jojo go through high school... Their initial dramas go away for, I think, six or seven years. They completely go yep. away. But Jojo never trusts Dio fully again. And Jojo uh, ends up becoming an archaeologist or budding archaeologist. He's got this cool mask that uh, he discovers with a, uh, during a fight with Dio, reacts to human blood. So he studies this mask and um, Dio catches on to the fact. And um, he ends up trying to poison the dad and then tries to use the mask on jojo and you know he turns him he ends up turning himself into a vampire and killing everybody except for jojo and what's what's the name of the other dude like coachman or whatever his name is oh um speedwagon <laughs> speedwagon dude i fucking loved speed like anytime speedwagon's name was mentioned i'm like fuck yeah speedwagon what a name <laughs> what a name what a champion that guy is yeah <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, that's a fun little culture bit for the show. Because mm. most of the names are... Um, they're based on music and stuff like that. Because the, yeah, the creator was really into music as well. Cool. That's good to know. Yeah. So, like... Uh, Speedwagon is... It comes from the rock band REO Speedwagon or Rio Speedwagon or something. Cool. Because right. you'll notice, like, Zeppelin for Led Zeppelin and, like... I don't know. Jojo and for die straights. <laughs> yeah, and um, Dio after, you know, Dio. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was Makes Dio. sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty. And then, as Daniel said, um, yeah, Dio becomes a vampire. And then, and then how do we go from there, guys? Oh, boy. Um, all right. So, turns out there is a magical energy within all of us called Hamon. And Hamon lets you fight vampires with wine. What? <laughs> I don't think you were paying attention. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did I miss something? Yes. Zapelli fights vampires with wine at one point. <laughs> Wasn't that just not to spill the wine? Yeah, it was just not to spill the wine. That was just wine. a lesson. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But um, <laughs> it's basically key is like as long as you can breathe, as long as you keep your breathing going, you get superhuman strength and speed. And and you can punch surprisingly, yeah, and surprisingly, they actually yeah, that is key. enforce yeah. those rules in universe. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not it's not just like waved away of like oh well, you know you need to breathe properly. Okay, I'll I'll just do that and then never mention it again. It is it's creatively used as mm. as I'm sure Daniel you better elaborate on. Yeah, like, um, for example, uh, at one point, Jojo gets thrown underwater and he can't use yes. his Haman because he can't breathe. So, mm. what he do- so what he does is he gets some air bubbles and he can. Or <laughs> Yeah, deep- what is that? Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> that is... I, I, uh, can I just... Sorry, I just need to say, uh, Ty, I owe you a 
Full apology, when we were watching Fire Force, I said it was so ridiculous, it was bad. Jojo is so ridiculous, it is good, and I understand what you mean, and the more ridiculous, yes! the better. I, I, I'm on board. <laughs> yes, I'm, on board. <laughs> I'm just going to give... Uh, Rob, <laughs> can I just give you some slight spoilers for season two? Yeah, go for it, man. There are um, a certain German faction shows up, uh-huh. and they are all... <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, you, you really should continue watching Thanks. it. I do advise, don't watch it all in one go, because it's just... Oh, I it's, don't know. it's too bizarre. Get, it's too bizarre. <laughs> you will get a nosebleed, but I, I highly recommend <laughs> watching it all in one go. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, the, the, the Germans that show up in the next season, um, highly camp. <laughs> uh, highly camp. And um, certain suggestions with a machine gun are very camp. <laughs> it's, oh, that's forward. a game. Yeah. We, it's, it's fucking fantastic. The entire thing is fucking fantastic. That's actually... well, we, we will probably visit season two at some point in the future. But sorry, Rob, you were saying? Uh, I would look forward to uh, watching season two together. Um, but also, one thing about the show, uh, for all the people at home, uh, it is... I don't even know how to explain it. It just feels like it glorifies masculinity visually. <laughs> so it's like it doesn't miss an opportunity or a beat. Like there are some times where Jojo comes on screen and he's wearing just the most retarded thing ever. And th- th- there's a scene where Dio, it, they're not arseless chaps. I mean, they are, but he's wearing something underneath. <laughs> I'm like, he's literally wearing arseless chaps. Like who wrote this? But it's brilliant. You know, um, like the... It, it, Rob, it gets worse in the second season, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> this is so funny. Honestly, whoever whoever drew this um, anime and manga at the start, he knew full well that the only reason to do any of this is to see big, buff boys. Well, apparently Jojo's, uh, he was really inspired by, um, what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Uh, uh, I just had it on me. Was he uh, Van Damme, Jean Claude Van Damme? Sylvester Stallone. That's right. Uh, yeah, suddenly it, a lot of things. Make it was sense. like, yeah, because <laughs> it was created in like the late eighties or something like that, and I think that's mm. when those shows were popular. Well, I, I was reading because I thought that was the case too. So the the way that it all sort of worked out was the manga came out in the eighties, and it wasn't actually adapted for a long time, mm. and then it was they did a, an adaptation of not the first season. Then they made a movie that was the first season, which is Phantom Blood, and that never made it to home video or anything. So if you didn't see it, you just didn't see it. And then they started making the new show. Well, it's very strange. Like, like it it makes sense visually. Mm. Like it's a good, mm, so. very old school feel. Also, can I just say another? Like I've got so many side notes on this one. I don't even know if I've got the word right, but is it muda? Muda, 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 muda. Oh yeah! <laughs> like, I I love it. I I love the repetition. I love the emphasis. I love how stupid it is. It's pointless, and it's he so goes funny. for it anyway. Like, it, and it's so passionate. Like, muda 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 muda, and it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. <laughs> but it, it, it's I don't. What's it that translated in English on the thing as? Because it's basically like it's pointless or like it, it's a. It's useless to do anything else, sort of thing. I think it was useless. I'm not, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I was enjoying it too much. Yeah. <laughs> so 
it's just so fun. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. I love it. It is such a good show. Uh, Were you going to say something, Daniel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, everything about JoJo is... The the entire estimation is, it's so dumb, it's glorious. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. I agree. Yeah, so we we didn't really give it much of an end to the summary, so JoJo has to train in this Hamon... (laughs) Oh yeah, true. <laughs> Got cut off so then try to fight. <laughs> yeah. So then he has to learn how to train to use it to fight uh, Dio, and he has to fight his way through basically the, an undead horde to get to Dio. Which, to be fair, lasts all in about one episode. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he like gets it's... powered up and then just goes fucking ham on everyone to the mm-hmm. point where the only person who's even a vague threat to him is Dio. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> and there's the... Uh, I was... How were you guys... Obviously, this is full spoilers for JoJo's. But how did you guys feel at the sacrifice of Zapelli? I, th- I think that was fine. Like, it sucked. Yeah. But, like, he... It, it's the Obi-Wan moment, right? He knew exactly what he was getting mm. into. And mm. he embraced it wholeheartedly. Mm. One thing that uh, caught me off guard, but it was in... You, can, you know, it was in lockstep with the rest of the show, was his ridiculous death, which was uh, bisection via chain. Ooh. And um, he survives with himself cut in half for like a full two minutes. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, you know what? All the more power to you, buddy. Like, like <laughs> Obi-Wan just, bye-bye. But this guy... This guy, no, he sticks around in half for like two, three minutes, and it's great. Well, when we bet the power of Hamon. Exactly. And then he, he hands his life, he's chopped in half, and then he hands his life force over to Jojo, and he's still sticking around. And it's like, what is this guy even? Like, it's so good. <laughs> he makes you wonder why he didn't just crawl over to his legs and then just reattach yeah. him, be like, okay, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, sew myself together again. It's like, oh, another Tuesday. (laughs) 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 I will say, in in that whole situation, I was not really a huge fan of that enemy in that locked in, like where he's locked in the chains. I didn't think that he was the proper enemy to kill Zapelli. Like the Tarkon or whatever his name was, the, um... Yeah. The dumb dumb knight, as opposed to the, Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he wasn't a good enemy to kill Zapelli. He should have he should have gone down to somebody with a bit more skill than just I'm very strong. Yeah. Did you guys have any favorite parts beyond what we've already talked about? Um, the first time that JoJo stands up to Dio, and Dio just basically mm. breaks down crying. Mm. It's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> this guy's actually got some shit in him. <laughs> that's like most bullies though isn't it oh yeah they absolutely because they can and then like when someone stands up to them they're like oh fuck <laughs> wait a minute you're supposed to be weak no <laughs> Rob did you have any favourite parts I mean I, I've literally got a list of notes one thing that I really liked was when Zapelli first fun. meets Jojo and he fixes him miraculously like the dude's got broken bones Zapelli comes over Basically stabs him in the chest with his fingers and he fixes him. It's like, you know what? I'm on board. But then, but then Jojo <laughs> is like, well, that makes sense. No worries. He grabs onto a tree and the tree grows flowers 
because he has, <laughs> he's healing so much that the healing transfers to the tree that he's touching and the flowers grow. And I'm like, you know what? That is, again, so ridiculous. I love it. On board. And, he doesn't, <laughs> and importantly, he doesn't realize he's doing it. Yes. Mm. Yep. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> Ty, did you? We'll come back to your list, Rob. I'm very keen to see the rest of your list. But Ty, did you have a favorite part? Oh, uh, we already mentioned it. Actually, the the part where uh, the harmon r- involves breathing and the actual challenges of that, like with underwater and, and mm. stuff like that. So, especially with stuff like breathing, it's so hard to to portray that. And again, most things I do is just like, ah, oh, you breathe. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual being like, oh, this is going to be challenging. Hmm. Taking this to other... Yeah, I don't know. I, I really like that aspect. Nice. Fair enough. I didn't really have a favourite part so much as the... Entire thing. <laughs> no, the whole thing was good. <laughs> I really liked that we have like we saw his, his final look in the intro song, which is also like a, a fantastic intro song, mm-hmm. which I would have to say is probably my favourite part is the song itself, where it's just Jojo. Jojo. But we saw yeah. his look about what he's going to look like, and he looks ridiculous. And you go, "There's absolutely no way that we're going to go from suit and tie, dapper JoJo to ro- like Mad Max Road Warrior do- JoJo, which is not going to happen. That's clearly a dramatized situation. Why would he even want shoulder pads? What a waste of time! <laughs> oh my god, he's got shoulder pads. <laughs> I do. Shoulder pads are very fashionable. <laughs> and just the idea that he had to sit there and be like, "Well, do I take these off?" No, I like them in the middle of a dungeon, even though they add nothing for me. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, this is so great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, what else were you? What did you note down, Rob? Because you always make some some interesting notes. What else did you note down? Okay, so when when he's fighting the hair knight. Okay, so there are two knights. We we mentioned one before. That are they big knights? Well, I mean, kind of. Um. But yeah, so we've got the big dumb knight that, you know, hacks, well not hacks, but chains Zeppelin in half. But then we've got his counterpart, which is like the, you know, more smart, sword-wielding, hair-using, by the way, uses his hair to fight. Bluefoot or Bruford or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Bluefoot. Bluefoot. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, when, so Jojo overcomes him, you know, as per, you know, the story has to be um as you do the yeah as you do the guy the guy is like well you know you've redeemed my soul and i'm good again and i get to die and i can feel pain by the way here's my sword and its name is luck and then he gets his blood and he draws a p on it and he goes but it has pluck i lost it man i was laughing there was so much emphasis on these two words luck and pluck and like it was so dramatic I was like, oh my god, this is phenomenal. Like, it was so stupid. Um, <laughs> but then also, when they're fighting the big dumb knight, they get a bunch of leaves. They use Hamon to make the leaves into a kind of parachute or a hang glider. Yeah. And um, they get away from the big dumb knight. And there's a little kid that they pick up along the way. And the little kid decides to pull down his pants and slap his cheeks as they're flying away. It's like... <laughs> Kid, what are you even doing? Like, he literally <laughs> pissed himself a scene earlier, and now he's slapping his cheeks. It's like, oh my god, this show. Like, I can't. It's so good. 
Um. <laughs> That's so much good. I liked their explanation for the leaves too. It was it was equally stupid. It was like everybody is magnetic. So yeah. that we, we create a small magnet and magnetic field. It's like okay, but leaves aren't metal. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, I think they even go in. So, okay, so they also go into a like mid mid episode. They're like, oh, it's time to have a British history lesson about the Queen. <laughs> like what? <laughs> whatever it's like a story but still i don't know how much of that was accurate daniel you're our resident history expert would you say any of that was accurate what the um queen elizabeth the first and mary honestly possibly (laughs) (laughs) legitimately wow like it wouldn't be it's so funny it wouldn't be out of a question for that kind of double cross to happen Okay, but that specific, like, that kind of double cross didn't actually happen between Elizabeth I and Mary. Not that I can recall, but then again, that area of history is not exactly one that I am fully across. Fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. All good. Again, if, if I had been told a story that that had happened, I would, wouldn't bat an eye, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> but those two were pretty much um, trying to one-up each other at every opportunity. But, um, yeah... Fair enough. That's all right. And <laughs> did you have any other like, interesting notes there, Rob? Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> coming back to Speedwagon, which is probably one of my favorite characters just for his name. During one of the fights, Zapelli gets his arm frozen by Dio, who can apparently freeze people now, by the way, don't you know? Um, <laughs> Classic vampire power, freezing yeah. people. They, they, they actually explained that as him leeching all the... Um, uh, moisture from the blood and moisture ah. yeah 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 it's like I've, I've got the i have complete control over my entire body and so i turn my body very cold which then sucks all the heat out of the uh, the surrounding atmosphere and leases your heat away from you <laughs> doesn't it doesn't freeze my arm but it sure should freezes your arm <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, you, you see rob there is no such thing as cold there is just lack of heat yeah. well i mean <laughs> I, I don't even know but Anyway, Zapelli gets his arm frozen, right? And he's like, well, I can't rejoin the fight until my arm thaws. So what does our main hero character, who isn't the main hero character at all, Speedwagon... <laughs> the Speedwagon, do? actual hero of Jojo. <laughs> he, <laughs> he lifts his shirt up, he reveals his 12-pack, and he's like, thaw your arm on my 12-pack. And it works. And it has abs. Oh it's my god, point I out. forgot that completely. It's a point out, but doing this hurts <laughs> Speedwagon... For no apparent reason. <laughs> I have a theory that it was meant to, like, they wanted uh, Zapelli to actually put his hand into Speedwagon, yes, yes. but then they forgot to animate that part, and they're just like, uh-oh, <laughs> we're going to have to fix this. That's exactly what I think happened, because um, Speedwagon talks of how people freezing to death climb inside other animals. Like, they mm, cut open yeah. the stomach, like Star Wars style. Except they don't end so, up doing that. So it's just literally his abs radiating heat. And I'm like, you know what? Makes sense with this show. <laughs> I believe it. That's fine. <laughs> um, that makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> uh, what else was there? Uh, the other thing was more of a note in terms of pacing with the episodes. To me, it felt a lot like... Every, with every new episode, the start of the show was quite slow, and it just ramped up the ridiculousness and the outrageousness to the end of the show, and then end scene. 
and it's it was just mm-hmm. a ramp up the entire thing episode after episode like uh, did you guys feel that at all or was that just like it just it just never stopped it was like we're gonna raise the stakes raise the stakes raise the stakes that what you mean yeah like it's it's just ramp up ramp up ramp up there's no mm. breaks on the jojo train well i mean the reason that is it's only nine episodes right hmm mm. so like you don't have time to, to yeah. slow down but I think a part of that is because of how old the original source material is. Because JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is still running today as a manga. It's just really? not no, this JoJo. Right. Yeah. I had no idea. So oh, at, the, at the start of the... That's right. It's a different universe now, Varen. I don't know about that. But <laughs> I know that it's like they continues on. And that JoJo Lean, who's the current JoJo, is in the intro to this episode. Like, to these episodes. Like, she's in the actual intro song. But it carried on for such a long time, and this is at the time of the 80s. And you can't really change too much source material doing an adaptation because the, the fans of the original will be like, you changed too much. Mm. And back then, storytelling was slower. You had to build things up. And, like, audiences weren't prepared for a crazy... Like, you can't just go 0 to 100. Whereas now you can go 0 to 100 and people are just like, yeah, that's fine. That's how that works. <laughs> like, like what Rob was doing. Oh, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> this makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> you got to slowly build that up. And, you, and in the time it took you to build it up, you then like, oh, well, I've done all this build up and I had no time to slow down. Mm. Oh, well, that's the way it is now. I get you. I get you. Mm-hmm. That does change, I think, with the third JoJo. So when there's a, like, spoilers for the second and third seasons and continuing on. They're the descendants of this Jojo. Mm. So, yeah. like, they've the next Jojo is his son, and then the next Jojo grandson. after that, I'm not too sure. Or grandson, there you go. So, but it's all, it's all so Jojo's it's, descending yeah. from here. So it goes Phantom Blood, which is um, the one we just watched, which is mm-hmm. Joseph Joestar. Oh, no, so Jonathan Joestar. Then there's Battle Tendency, which is his grandson, Joseph mm-hmm. Joestar. Mm-hmm. Then there's oh, Stardust yeah. Crusaders, which is Jotaro Kujo. Yeah, oh, yeah Jotaro. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which yeah. is the one where Ty and I stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, which is the grandson of Joseph Joestar. So it's like mm. the grandson of each. Much. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just getting a bit much for us at that yeah. point. Yeah. Well, it's funny because <laughs> I also stopped watching before Stardust Crusaders, and. Stardust Crusaders is the one everyone remembers. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look. We, we stopped watching in Stardust Crusaders, so minor spoilers for that, I suppose. But we stopped watching just because it was like, I, I can't take this anymore. It's just too <laughs> ridiculous. To be fair, we binged it in like a few days. Yeah. And so like, it we, was we like, oh, much. we should take a break and then come back to it later. Mm. And then we just never and went. And then we just never went, yeah. And like, at, at one point, and it's not a huge spoiler... But at one point, the major villain of the arc puts a ring around Jojo's heart oh, yeah. that if he doesn't show up and keep his promise, then he's going to die. And then to follow up from that, a second ring is placed around his heart just in case he doesn't follow the rules of the first ring. <laughs> God, I love this show. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. It's, it's just so like... It's just so ridiculous. It's too much. <laughs> and I just can't... I can't take it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay weird. with it. 
But I think so if we take a break and we come back to, to season two and then we go back to Stardust Crusaders after that, I think Ty is right. Watching it all at once was the big killer. Mm. I can I see how that. you can overdose on it. Mm. Yeah. I am quite excited to see Space Nazis, though, so that's fine. <laughs> what, you mean? Space, space Mafia? Space Nazis. Uh. What? Space Nazis? Isn't there Space Nazis? I thought there were Space Nazis. Maybe not. I could oh, be wrong. No, Maybe I'm thinking the, of something in, else. In, no, in the second one, the Nazis absolutely show up, and it's not Space Nazis, it's Nazis. It's just, it's straight up, um, oh, hey, look, no, it's, World War, II, yeah, it's uh, World War II uh, Germany. Hmm. <laughs> No, no, I thought Nazis came again. I think they came. I thought they became space Nazis later. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like we'll see. We'll, we'll these are Nazis see with the ability to turn people into cyborgs. So yeah. makes sense. Fair enough. Uh, well, in that case, did you guys have any elements that you didn't like, or have you got anything else, Rob, that you wanted to bring up in your your extra list of stuff? Uh, well, it's something you already said, which was the intro and outro music, which. Like you said, I, I don't remember what you when you commented on it, but you said it was quite important to you, and um, I agree, and I thought the <laughs> intro and outro music was really good for this. Like, over-the-top JoJo lyrics, over-the-top organ, over-the-top uh, bass, everything was over-the-top. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, the, In the, the, um, the, the music is, I mean, as befitting something that, it, you know, is he- so heavily based off, you know, like, musicians' names and stuff like that. The, the intro and outro music was fantastic. Yep. Mm. Yep. Um, and I do have one more thing to add. It's the yep. final fight between Dio and Jojo. When Dio is just ahead? No, no, no. no. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> not, not the final, <laughs> yeah, final I fight. About that. <laughs> yeah. Not, also, that, boy, I love the um, build-up to that in the later seasons, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, the final fight at the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically Jojo's intelligence in, in like using everything around him and just completely owning Dio. Hmm. But, um, really, um, just Jojo's kind of, um, spirit during all that, like it actually shows through all the animation and all that. And really it's more about not believing in himself, but believing oh in the God. me that believes in him for a better tomorrow. Sorry, I had to get that in there somewhere. Zach, I'm glad that's over. Can you edit that out? <laughs> I think no, I might. He, he actually can't. Um, I'm contractually obligated. <laughs> well, you see, it just proves you guys don't listen to the show once it goes in the feed because I edit that out every single week. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I am, I am very disappointed. <laughs> no, was, was there any elements of it that you didn't like? I know we touched on a bit. It's like it's a little bit too bizarre for me. But is there any elements that you guys didn't like? Like not, not really. Like, or any improvements that could be made. I feel like how outrageous it is, and how fast-paced it is, um, and how it just continues to escalate. I feel like it doesn't give anybody an opportunity to fault it, just because it makes no sense at all. And it's like, <laughs> okay, the base premise is it makes no sense. We're just going to escalate this show to high hell. Or heaven, whichever. And I, I can't fault it just because it's it's unapologetically itself. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't fault it. I, I wouldn't know where to start. No, that's fair enough. We don't have to like we don't have to have issues with stuff. Sometimes something's just that good. <laughs> yeah, like Ty- I, 
No, go down here. So I... It's just... So, like, there may be some minor improvements to, like... Sometimes it's a bit too wordy for its own good. Mm. But, like... It's just solid. Like like yeah, Rob said, enough. like it, it, it's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I meant to ask, did you watch it in, in... Is there an English dub that you watched it in, or did you watch it in Japanese? Oh, no, I watched it in um, English. Fair enough. That makes sense. The, the correct that's way to watch it. Nah, not true, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, technically it's an English... It's in England, so... I get you. And Tywin, did you have any elements that you were disappointed in or you wanted to see improved or anything like that? Honestly, I've been trying to think of one this entire time since you mentioned it, and I really can't fault it either. No, it's okay. Like, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty solid. Hmm. Like, the only fault that I have is what Rob mentioned about how it is a product, so essentially it is a product of its time, where it is just, like, build up, build up, build up, build up, and then there is no break, but you know, that's a minor, very, very minor problem to have with it. Uh, that's, yeah, I, I'm not taking that into account at all, because mm. that's what happens. Yeah, it's, it's a product so, of its time. It's so, yeah, it, anime and stuff has been around for so long, it's... Yeah. It's like stuff when we talk, when we all watched Akira, and we were like, oh, okay... It was slow, and it was, but it was groundbreaking at the time. And now that's just something the that everything's built cool. upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I, I thought it was a good time. I enjoyed it. It allowed, given that it wasn't a huge series, it allowed for more time to do other stuff. <laughs> Did we do Which other is stuff? good. Well, we watched The Promised Neverland. We <laughs> Daniel watched Assassination Classroom, and yeah. I got to start on next week's um, uh, anime, which. Mm. <laughs> I think you'll like next week's anime though, Daniel. It's fine. It's a good time. Will I? Which, which, are we going to mention that? We will, we will once we will finish off our, our little JoJo talk and then we'll, we'll move into the next week. Right. So does anyone have any closing thoughts on, on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Are we going to continue in another week watch um, the JoJo of New York or anything? I think we should. Um, I Maybe think we in should that definitely... like a month. Of... Maybe in like a few months because I think we should do more like a a bigger rage before we do season two. Yeah, definitely. So we're, yeah. yeah, but I think we should definitely come sense. back to it because it is it is quite good. Yeah, hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Easy enough. Sounds good. Well, that does bring us into next week. So next week we'll be doing Attack on Titan, the first twenty five episodes, which is season one. Does anybody know anything about Attack on Titan before we jump into it? I know Ty and I have seen everything I've, up to date. I started watching the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, have you got any t- tantalizing thoughts for spoil like you know sizzle for next week? Um, I'm not enjoying it. Be long and short of it. You can hear yeah, the it. Does get cut off. That's a shame. We can. Well, hopefully, you. Yeah. Hopefully, it gets better for you as we as the week goes on. I actually can't remember how the start goes, so we can discuss it next week. I yeah. guess. <laughs> But I'm sad that you're not enjoying it. That's that's disappointing. Well, it's, uh, I think it's it, mostly because of everything else I've watched this week. It like going from something as wholesome as like Assassination Classroom to the bleak undertones that is Attack on Titan <laughs> <laughs> to the no hope world of Attack. On yeah, Titan. it's just uh, <laughs> fair enough. Look, hopefully, fine. hopefully that changes and you get a bit. You know, it becomes a bit more of a uh, better week for you on that side of it all. Rob, what do you know about Attack on Titan? Do you know anything about Attack on Titan? So, I actually watched a couple of episodes way back, and by way back, I mean I don't remember when. 
Um, ah, yeah, fair. And I just basically how Daniel described it is bleak, no hope. Um, and I wasn't captivated by it, but I'm not really uh, in the know regarding what happens or anything like that. Fair enough. That's all right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed it a bit more. It is critically acclaimed for a reason, mm. but maybe some of that is that it's similar to um, The Promised Neverland, where there's a lot of build-up to begin with, and there's a lot of world-building. Yeah. Also, uh, it, I can't relate, because I liked it from the beginning, so... Mm. I mean, just because we don't like it doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good anime. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, like, no. That, like, that, that's the thing to like denote here. Like, Some animes are just for different people, and... Mm. Mm, case in point, um, Lupin the Third, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Well, that, that's it. I'm just hoping that it gets a bit better. I was hoping that you guys would be enthralled from the first episode, but it doesn't sound like you are, which is a shame. But that's okay. We'll see how it goes. It does do one thing. I will like, make one comment on Attack on Titan in later seasons. It does the thing that I can't stand in anime where there's a lot of 3D animation mm-hmm. and then they try to sprite over it, which didn't look very good. You, you have mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah, it seems like, because it's much cheaper, it's what a lot of shows are doing, and it seems like they're not actually taking the time to actually invest it properly and do it properly, so it always looks very cheap to me. Mm, okay. You, Which is a shame. So but I mean, understand the economics behind that decision. Is there not much money? Like, to me, it seems like every man and his dog is now watching anime, and I feel like there's a lot more money going in that direction. Is that not the case? I don't know that's necessarily the case on that side, but you've also got a lot of contract agreements and stuff. Like Netflix, uh, Netflix is a bad example because they just take existing stuff and they put their name on it. But Crunchyroll was more involved in like the creation of Doctor Stone, for example. Mm-hmm. And Crunchyroll has a big global audience, so for that there was a lot of money poured into that, and it looks pretty good the whole way through. Mm-hmm. But for smaller projects and stuff, which have a bit of a cult, not cult following, but the equivalent of a cult following in Japan, they wouldn't want to put a huge risk on doing it. And it is just a lot cheaper. Like, you model it once and you can put it in whatever pose you want. It's not a problem. Whereas 2D animation, you have to draw every frame or you have to generate every frame. Yeah. So there and there's some cheats in between. Like, there's keyframing and stuff like that. But it's not... It's just way more, way more expensive. Mm. Whereas in 3D, you've got the lighting. It's all bang, ready to go. And you can set up a new scene pretty quickly. So you're probably talking about a not insignificant amount of money, regardless of how many people are actually into it. Mm, that's true. That's I mean, true. I do agree that there's been a lot, like, a larger following for anime over the last, like, 10 years or so. Mm. Maybe I, 15. Because mm. I remember when I was in high school and stuff, no one liked anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, Dragon Ball Z. And people would be like, your child and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think like even just the sheer volume of anime that comes out as well and that's a good point about it, it's getting more popular yeah but next season i was looking towards what's happening next season and there's at least 40 different shows coming out next season wow and so you know you gotta they tend to be made by an individual network so that network has to balance out their budget and things like that mm. and it you know the unfortunate thing is you then end up with uh, rushed versions of things that don't look as good as they could mm. and people seem to like that art style like the final fantasy movies people seem to like and they take the same approach where it's very much like a video game um, style model 
Mm. So it's yeah. So I, I don't know. It feels like it's a new technology still that people are working on, despite the fact the technology has been around for thirty years. Like Futurama <laughs> used it, but Futurama used it in a very good way, where it was for external shots of buildings, and that was it. They didn't do ah uh, yeah, like, that's right. They didn't do internals with it. They didn't do anything with it. It was just external. This looks cool. It's futuristic, and then we're internal, and it, and it, you don't really notice. Mm. I, I thought like it was it's... more of like oh sorry go. I feel like it's one of those things where people aren't looking at what it is. It's like real estate. You don't look at what it is now, you look at what it's going to be. And I feel mm. like with this technology, they're not looking at... It's like, okay, so you can see the flaws and it doesn't look that great. But I think the goal is always, what is it going to be in a year, two years, five years, ten years? And I think that's why you said it's like it's always in development. And I think that is because it is. And so people see mm. the potential and they want to push the limits, but it's still not, it still looks a bit weird. But I feel yeah. like given more time, given more money, more tech, whatever, I think it's going to be great. Or at least that's my hope. Hopefully. Did you have anything you want to add to that, Ty? Uh, that's now. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Well, the, for a good example, and I probably will bring it up every time because it's probably the best example that I've seen, is in the big showdown fight in Dragon Ball Super Broly. Mm-hmm. there's uh, spoilers for Dragon Ball Super and for Dragon Ball Super Broly. Goku and Vegeta go Super Saiyan Blue. They're fighting Broly, and there's a switch where it goes from 2D to 3D. And because they did the 3D modeling and then they drew over it properly, it's actually very hard to tell. And it looks gorgeous as a result because all the lighting is perfect because it's based on that model. So it feels like they were that this phase we're going through at the moment is we're building up for this model, 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 and then hopefully someone's going to paint over it, but nobody ever does. <laughs> Sorry, all I heard was, mudam, 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 mudam. But yeah, so it, that's a perfect so example. If, if you guys were to, like, to look it up, watch or anything, you don't, you don't need to know the rest of the movie. It's pretty straightforward. It's a fight scene. But you can there is a switch, and you can tell when it switches, but because it's been modelled and painted over, it looks a lot better than just modelled. Gotcha. Mm. And like it can't be used for strong effect. Like to get back to Gibiate, I could talk about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> Going right. back to Gibiate, that, <laughs> that we're not continuing to watch, they use it on the monsters, and it's very unsettling, and it looks terrible. Like it looks bad, but I think you can use it to that effect to say this is out of place, this is wrong, mm. and it's meant to be more horrifying to look at. But it just looks bad. <laughs> it's uh, the difference. I suppose it's like anything. It's how you use it and the effects you use it for yeah. rather than the mm. actual technique itself being bad. Mm, yeah. Exactly right. Like they do it for the intro to JoJo. They, a lot of that was 3D modelled. Yeah. And it As lent it, a little fair. bit of... I, I thought it actually lent a little bit of credibility because it's from such a long time ago where it doesn't look great, but the source material is from the 80s, so you don't expect it to look great. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think, so you were saying that the fight between those two, it actually looked quite good. I wonder, and this is again with that tech and looking into the future type thing, is I wonder whether they can automate that process so that, you know, you have your 3D and then you just automatically apply, you know, that extra layer so that it doesn't look so cheesy. Maybe that's just like the next step is to automate that, what you liked about that fight. Hopefully so. I mean, that that was that would then eliminate the need for artists or animators at all. But yes, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, I mean, hopefully they get the technology gets to that point where it, it gets it. But I don't think like thousands and thousands of people out of work. No, I, I don't want them to be out of work. But you know, if it gets to that point where it's possible, I'd rather 
I'd rather a gorgeous looking piece of animation that had nobody involved than a trash piece of animation that had 30 people involved. Because also, people have to make those decisions every step of the way. Yeah, I think it also means that you can go the cheap route and you can still make it look great, but then you can also go the expensive route and have it look great as well. But then it mm. it's a clear decision. It's not like you don't have to compromise. It's like, okay, you know, this was this was hand animated or not. It's, yeah. yeah. And that's like with the Ghibli movies, they're generally all handcrafted, hand animated. So and it, it shows. Well, that was kind of um, uh, Ghibli's thing, wasn't it? Like, hmm. Mm. The, like the hand animation was their big selling point, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Well, at yeah. the time when Ghibli started, there was no computer animation. <laughs> it was all uh, it was all hand animation. It's the same like with mm-hmm. Disney as well. Mm. I suppose the, the big selling point of Ghibli would have been that it was painted, like actually water paints and stuff. Like the backgrounds are gorgeous. It's not just a looping Hanna Barbera background. It's like we're gonna go out and we're gonna paint this background and we're gonna do it for every single time and every like, single frame. Yeah, like we went to the Ghibli Museum in Japan, and a lot of it was just the sheer amount of art and work mm. that went into the productions was like it was so crazy. Mm. Mm. Like you, you hear about stories, and it's more common, I suppose, in video games. But you'd hear about a an artist who just nearly kills themselves at work working too hard. And looking around the Ghibli Museum, that was very evident where it's like, there's so much you've done into, like, mm. a single frame. I'm surprised that there's not just more stress, like, not more stress-related, just deaths as a result of it. Mm. 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 But there we go. So, <laughs> thank you for joining us this week, everybody. Uh, as discussed, next week we'll be looking at the first 25 episodes of Attack on Titan, so please join us on our journey and, you know, in- enjoy... His first season of Attack on Titan, if you've already seen it, come revisit it. If you haven't seen it, strap in for a very strange experience. <laughs> like, it's, it's not I like... most people have an idea of what Attack on Titan is. It's literally one of the most popular anime. Potentially. But we never know. So if you've never seen it, strap in. It's a bit of an interesting... It's an interesting romp. It's not like JoJo's level of insanity. Mm. But it's you know, it's got a lot, of, a lot of world building and a lot of big world to explore. Uh, if you want to contact us, though, and let us know what shows we should be watching next, contact us on email at equippableallies at gmail.com. Facebook at Equippable Allies. On Twitter at Equippable Ally. Our website, equippableallies.com. <laughs> Every time it's just like, allies, allies, ally. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I could change it, but here we are. It's just so distracting. All I can think of is, oh... They only have one ally. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Okay. Oh, me. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I specifically one didn't time. say anything this time. Wait for yep. cut. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Zachary spoke me like, you're going to do it? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I will. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>